This is the Art of Dental Finance and Management podcast brought to you by Art Wiederman, CPA with Ide Bailey. Whether it's taxes and investing or planning wisely, Art is the expert to make your dental practice profitable. At Ide Bailey, what inspires you inspires us. We provide a suite of accounting and advisory services dedicated to the total care of your practice. Visit our website to access our tools and resources tailored for dentists, idebailey.com slash dentist. That's E-I-D-E-B-A-I-L-L-Y dot com slash dentist. This podcast is distributed with the understanding that Art Wiederman, CPA, and Ide Bailey, LLP are not rendering legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Listeners should consult with their business advisors before acting on any of the information or opinions shared. If you have questions and or feedback, make sure to email Art over at awiederman at idebailey.com. That's A-W-I-E-D-E-R-M-A-N at E-I-D-E-B-A-I-L-L-Y dot com. You can also give Art a call at 657-279-3243. Without further delay, here's your host, Dental CPA, Art Wiederman. And hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of the Art of Dental Finance and Management with Art Wiederman, CPA. I'm your host. My name's Art Wiederman, and I'm a... (laughs) Dental Division Director for the CPA firm of Ide Bailey. Uh, We work with about 1,000 dentists in our firm, about 300 in our office in Tustin, California. I'm sitting here on a beautiful uh, April afternoon here in uh, Orange County, and uh, I have a real treat for you today. Um, One of the pleasures I've had in doing this podcast for the last three and a half years is I've gotten to talk to a lot of my friends and colleagues and dentists uh, about the business of dentistry, financial management. And every once in a while, uh, I get a a privilege and an honor to talk to some very, very prominent people in the business. And and that's what we have today. And to introduce you to um, what appears to me to be a very revolutionary product that could very well become the standard of care in your dental office. And you're actually going to get an opportunity to, if you want, uh, take a look at it and, uh, and and try it out. Now, I'm not getting anything for this uh, podcast. I am bringing this on to bring information to you that I believe will ultimately help you in your dental practice. And my guests today are Robert Heyman, who is the founder of uh, what was Discus Dental, uh, and I'll tell you a little bit about Robert in a minute, and uh, Dr. Sherilyn Sheets, who is, um, uh, if you don't know Dr. Sheets, uh, she's one of the most prominent dentists in the world, just plain and simple. And we're going to talk to you today about this new technology called Interview, um, which is just incredible. So we'll get to Dr. Sheets and Mr. Heyman in a moment. Uh, first thing I want to do is I want to remind you to go to our partner, Decisions in Dentistry Magazine. Uh, unbelievable clinical content. Um, you can buy 140 uh, continuing education courses for a very, very reasonable price um, from them. Go to www.decisionsindentistry.com. Uh, if you're looking for a dental-specific CPA, it's right after April 15th, so... Uh, we seem to get a lot of our clients from uh, dentists who get big surprises on April 13th. So if you got a big surprise and you don't want surprises, we don't do surprises in uh, in our office. 
uh, you can give us a call. I'm at 657-279-3243 or aweederman at idbailey.com. We also have uh, my mothership, the Academy of Dental CPAs, uh, www.adcpa.org. I uh, just want to remind everybody we're past the deadline for the HHS Provider Relief Fund filings. But if you received money in the first quarter, I'm sorry, in the um, between January 1 and June 30th of 2021 from this fund, put a note on your calendar that you're going to have to report on the HHS portal between July 1 and September 30th. And again, by the time you guys hear this podcast, it'll be close to May. So put that on your calendar. And if you haven't applied for the Employee Retention Tax Credit, the ERTC, uh, if you had significant reductions in your in your gross receipts, 50% in 2020 or 20% in uh, the first three quarters of 2021 versus 2019. Uh, we've done this for over 100 dental practices and have gotten well over $4 million in tax credits. So uh, give us a call on that. Be sure to check out our new Ide Bailey podcast, Ebb and Flow, a business podcast providing inspired insight on issues and trends the middle market faces. Hear unique business stories, get answers to frequently asked and unasked questions, and understand business topics that matter to you. Available now on your favorite podcast platform. So what I want to do is I want to set the table here with, with Robert and, and, and Dr. Sheets. And I, I've known Dr. Sherilyn Sheets for 38 years. Um, Dr. Sheets um, is a client of her CPA practice. She is one of the most prominent dentists in the world. Um, Sherilyn and her husband, Mark, have taught me a lot about charity and giving. Uh, one of my favorite stories about Dr. Sheets is Dr. Sheets' um, father, JB, was a, a dentist and had a practice in Inglewood many, many years ago. And um, through a bunch of iterations, Dr. Sheets took um, her dad's dental office and turned it into something called the Children's Dental Center. And the Children's Dental Center in Inglewood on Buckthorne Street has provided thousands and thousands of young people of, of young people uh, quality dental care that they never would have had access to. And one of the greatest honors I've had in my professional life was I got to put on a golf tournament for the Children's Dental Center at Black Gold in Yorba Linda. Oh gosh, it was 10, 15, 10 years ago. And it was one of the one of the most amazing things in my life to be able to hand a check. We were able to raise $20,000 that day for the Children's Dental Center. And again, you know, Sherilyn and Mark have taught me a ton about charity and giving and helping people. And I am honored and thrilled to have them on this podcast to talk about this product, which is called Interview. And Interview is basically a product that I truly believe is going to revolutionize dentistry, uh, where dentists are going to be able to reliably detect and diagnose damage in teeth. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So let me first tell you a little bit about uh, Dr. Sheets and Robert Heyman, who is a, a, a name that many of you also know. So um, Robert was the, um, he's the CEO and chairman of Parametrics, which is the company that is uh, um, working with Interview, if you will. Uh, he's a seasoned entrepreneur, leader, and operator with over 30 years of experience in the global commercialization of professional consumer dental products. Um, he was the CEO and founder of Discus Dental, 
the world's leading manufacturer and distributor of tooth whitening, oral hygiene, and aesthetic dental products. Um, his company created products that you might have heard of. Uh, I'm being facetious. Night White, Day White, Zoom, Bright Smile, Breath RX. Uh, Robert's business partner, Dr. Bill Dorfman, who was the extreme makeover dentist, very famous dentist in Beverly Hills. Um, they brought a whole new category of innovative products and sophisticated consumer style marketing. Uh, he took it to um, from a startup company to a company that was doing uh, uh, upwards of $200 million. And uh, Robert is now focusing his uh, efforts here on, uh, inner, um, on this product and working with Dr. Sheets. Uh, Dr. Sherilyn Sheets is the chief dental officer and co-founder of Parametrics. She oversees all clinical and diagnostic development for the company and maintains a full-time private practice uh, in Newport Beach, California for aesthetic rehabilitative dentistry. Um, I was in there with my partner, Don Watson, uh, and uh, Dr. Sheets actually demonstrated this product on Don. Uh, I mean, my eyes were were open. I mean, it was unbelievable. I, I'm so excited for everybody, to, for you to hear about what this is going to do. Um, Sherilyn is a graduate of the USC Dental School, an international educator, clinician, author, and researcher. Uh, she has won the Gordon Christensen Award for Excellence in Lecturing, the USC School of Dentistry Alumnus of the Year. Uh, she uh, got the uh, Section Honor Award from the California Section of the Pierre Farshad International Honor Dental Academy, the Lucy Hobbs Taylor Award. She's probably won a Heisman Trophy. I don't know. She's won a whole lot of stuff. Uh, but anyway, Dr. Cheryl and Sheets and Robert Heyman, welcome to the Art of Dental Finance. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. It's great to have you on here. And I'm very excited to talk about this product. And uh, again, uh, the, the good news, folks, is that I'm going to, this is about as far into clinical dentistry as I'm going to get, but I have uh, two of the smartest people in the dental profession um, and one of the top clinicians in the world to, if I, if I say something dumb, you'll please correct me. But um, uh, Cheryl, let's get into the conversation. You and I have talked about this over the years and the 38 years that I've known you is, is that, you know, you've always talked about how current uh, dentists currently detect and diagnose damage in teeth and that, and that damage in teeth is really undetected. So what are dentists doing now? How do they uh, generally detect tooth damage? What, what are they doing now? Well, I think probably um, the first thing, Art, and thank you so much for having Robert and me on your program. We really greatly appreciate this opportunity to kind of talk with you about this because it is exciting for us to be involved with a kind of a breakthrough technology. But um, first of all, I think is, you know, what do we mean by damage? And uh, what we mean by damage is that kind of undetectable structural damage that happens in teeth or implants that doesn't really show up on x-rays or from a visual examination. And when I started working uh, with uh, Jim Earthman, Professor Jim Earthman at UCI, and he uh, developed this quantitative percussion diagnostics, we realized that it was the percussion, which is more of an engineering test that lets you know how structurally sound a tooth or an implant is. So that's really what interview is all about. It's a way of uh, applying an engineering and mechanical test to teeth and implants to let us know how strong they are. And there are different things that can weaken a tooth or an implant. Um, for a tooth, you know, it could be 
a fracture, you know, within the tooth, which is almost impossible to detect unless it's severe or catastrophic, you know, where the piece falls off. But it's often that patients will come in and say, you know, I have this vague pain. And when I bite down every once in a while, you know, I get a sharp shooting pain. Those are all the end stages, typically, of a crack in a tooth. So what we want to do is we want to be able to pick these these problems up, these structural problems up before we're starting to get symptoms. And, uh, you know, Robert has, you know, a way of saying that oftentimes we in dentistry uh, are flying blind, right, Robert? Absolutely. Uh, It's the number one indication for uh, damage right now uh, is pain. Right. Yeah, that's that's what you guys were were telling me. So so you're, you're saying that the dentists don't have the tools that they need to really do a comprehensive job of detecting damage in, in teeth. So what tools do they use now? Well, um, for me, you know, I mean, certainly we use visual examination. We use patient symptoms. We use x-rays. And now with CBCTs, you know, that allows us a more sophisticated x-ray uh, to be able to look for these things. But once again, on an x-ray, if the crack is parallel to the uh, angle, you know, that the dental rays are coming in, the x-rays are coming in, and it's wide enough separated, you know, you might be able to pick something up on an x-ray or a CBCT in the cracks that are really more advanced. But cracks start off as just microns. And it's, um, if you think in terms of a windshield on a car, you know, when a stone hits that windshield and you get that initial little crack, if you don't do something about it, you know, the whole windshield is going to eventually shatter, right? right? And that's a catastrophic fracture. So teeth have those same kind of um, initiating events that if you can do something to protect it, you're going to hold it. But if you don't, it's just going to keep on propagating and getting worse. And we've certainly seen this in the um, fatigue failure studies that have been done at the University of California at Irvine by Dr. Earthman and his team over there. And um, it's so amazing, Art, because you'll have a tooth and you'll have a pressure point on it and it'll cycle 140,000 times with nothing happening. And then right after that, you'll see this little uptick and we are measuring it with interview Uh, to see. And so nothing happens. And all of a sudden, you can see it starting to move up. And then the same pressure, same amount of time, every point from that um, initial crack on, you can see it getting worse and worse and worse and worse until it ultimately fractures completely. So, So this is a, Cheryl, this is a tool that will help a dentist actually do better in preventing big problems. Because I, I know you and I have talked about how you know, if 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 the only thing we really have is an X-ray that doesn't get anywhere near where we need to be, and a, a patient may be calling if they have some pain, and maybe they might not even they might have a little pain, and they may not even think it's enough to call the dentist, right? Right. Um, you know, so so you you've told me you know what ninety percent of patients leave dental exams. Uh, with undiagnosed tooth damage. I mean, so so let's let's get into this this uh, to, to interview. You know, first of all, how did you come up with the idea, and okay. and and how does it work? So uh, I'm going to let you go here. 
Okay. All right. So um, the way we came up with the idea was really kind of a funny situation. I had discovered something in working with patients that had to do with dental implants and natural teeth. And when they were linked together in a bridge, in about 3% of the cases where a dentist, where the patient was a heavy clincher and bruxer, the tooth didn't like it and it would start moving away from the bridge. So um, cutting through that whole story, I thought I had come up with an explanation for it. And in fact, I uh, had reversed it. And they were saying in the literature that it was irreversible and it was a mystery. So um, I thought I knew why it happened. So Dr. Carl Reeder, that as you know, I worked with for many, many years, of uh, internationally known in prosthodontics, he said, well, if you really think you've got something, you know, you should get over to UCI and see what they think. So I went home kind of frustrated. And my husband, who's in finance, as you know, says, I have to go to UCI tonight and meet the dean of the engineering school. You don't want to go, do you? And I said, I will be in the car in five minutes. I'm going. So I went. I met the dean. I'm drawing pictures, you know, on the tablecloth, just totally, you know, being obnoxious. And he went, oh, this is really interesting. He says, I have a guy I want you to meet. His name is Jim Earthman. I said, OK, great. So. We called each other. I told him that I wanted to come see this data. And he came over and looked at all these notebooks and pictures and study casts and everything and went, I have a treasure trove of data here to look at, which, of course, always makes an engineer happy. Yeah, yeah that, that's what they do. So he got into it and he said, you know what? This is really following basic engineering principles. I, I, I think it makes sense. Let's write a paper. And I said, really? Okay, let's do it. So we wrote a paper and the Journal of Prosthetic Dentistry thought this really was good and it was timely. So they fast tracked it and we were out in print in three months, which is pretty amazing for a journal. So then Jim came to me and he says, you know, we've done something really bad. And I said, oh, my gosh, what's that? He says, we put out a hypothesis, but we don't have any way to prove it. So I said, okay, let's prove it. So then he was looking for something that could measure shock absorption in teeth, and there wasn't anything on the marketplace. And so ultimately, then he took, you know, a unit that was out there, but was extremely inconsistent in its readings, um, you know, invented a new tip, put the information, looked at it differently, uh, and then came up with a research version of the periometer, which we patented and um, and got FDA approval in 19. Uh, I mean, sorry, in 2008. So we started, you know, just doing these little science projects and got to a point where we were seeing that this did more and more. And so we kept looking, and uh, finally we got to the point where we realized we could pick up fractures in porcelain. Then we were testing implants and using natural teeth as a control, and we saw that all those teeth had these different energy return graphs that are like fingerprints, structural fingerprints of the teeth, but we weren't really sure what all we were dealing with. So at that point, um, my husband says to me, Sherilyn, I think we need to draw a line in the sand on your hobby here. <laughs> this is getting extremely expensive. So he <laughs> says, what do you want to do? And I said, you know, I'm going to call my friend Robert Heyman. And I'm going to see, you know, what he thinks uh, about this. And so I called Robert and he came down and uh, we did our dog and pony show about all the things that we had done. And Robert looked at it. And what did you say, Robert? Well, I thought it was uh, fascinating. There was nothing that really could identify uh, the cracks in teeth the way that this could. Uh, And there were a lot of other, you know, without dragging everybody into the weeds, there were a lot of other potential uh, uh, uses for it as well, uh, you know, one of them being in the hygiene room, of course, 
Uh, and so we just started the the partnership and it's gone since then. And one of the biggest issues we had back then, actually, which is funny, is here we had this technology. We could all see how promising it was. And we had, you know, glimmers of success, uh, glimpses of success, I should say. But we didn't have enough clinical studies. And so we we knew that we we needed to get a lot more in terms of clinical credibility, really. Uh, and, and, and Cheryl and Jim and I and, you know, we started working uh, along with Dr. Nashnani, Dr. Sushma Nashnani, who was very helpful, uh, on a number of different clinical studies. And today we have 25 different clinical studies, uh, but it took a long time to get those going and proven because we we just knew that without clinicals, we weren't going to be taken seriously. And uh, it's it's been it's been going ever since. Yeah. Well, I- Again, it's fascinating technology. Sherilyn, let's get a little into the weeds about how this uh, interview works. Uh, I, again, I remember when you put Don in the chair and you started tapping teeth, and mm-hmm. I was looking up on the computer, and and it was it, it was a pretty colors. It was really amazing. And so, kind of walk through how would a dentist use this, and what kind of data does it generate to help them in their diagnosis and treatment. Sure. So um, there's a, a handpiece that now is all electronically connected, you know, in with our computer program. And the handpiece is uh, held parallel to the ground and goes up and just lightly uh, rests on the cusp of the tooth and the facial buckle surface of the tooth. And then uh, with the right amount of light pressure, uh, it, it uh, triggers five light percussive taps against the tooth. And what's amazing is in that microsecond that the rod is just tapping the tooth. It not only generates this um, percussive force into the tooth, but it also picks up the response back on how that tooth or implant handled that energy. And that creates this energy return graph. Now, the easy way of thinking about this is if you hit a, a you know, or tap up a, a, a completely stable piece of composite or granite or tooth uh, or implant that's healthy and there's no uh, movement in it, it's going to come back with pretty much a perfect bell-shaped curve. But if there's a crack in it or there's something loose that's moving or the whole thing is moving, then you're going to get perturbations or little bumps in the graph. Or you might get a complete repeat of a, of a uh, graph so that you have multiple. So when a patient or the doctor looks at these graphs, the closer it is to a singular bell-shaped curve, the healthier that site is. The more bumps you get and the more peaks you get and the further out in time it goes, the more just damaged the tooth is. And that's why we started calling it damage because it's structural damage. Now the dentist then will get on their um, report and it only takes three seconds for each tooth to test. So you can do the entire mouth in you know three to four minutes. And the screen then shows for each tooth, it has the little graph up above, but it also puts a numeric score. So you've got a numeric score for the overall mobility of the site that was tested, and also for what we call damage, which is movement of a portion of it. So let's think, what does that mean? Well, probably the simplest, just think of a non-restored tooth that has a crack in it. That's what's going to be moving, and that's what we're going to see in the graph. Or you could have a loose crown, and the crown, when it's tapped, is going to create little micro movements, and that's what we're going to be seeing reflected in the graph. Or you could have an implant 
that's starting to lose osseointegration. And instead of a perfect bell-shaped curve or close to it that we should get in a fully osseointegrated implant, we're going to get these perturbations and show that it's actually moving. And that's um, something that we've um, seen just over and over, you know, in patient after patient. I mean, you were so, talking about you were talking about uh, non-treated teeth. Also, from what I understand, Cheryl, and uh, you can have cracks in unrestored dentition. And talk about how cracks are more prevalent in teeth that have had prior uh, dental procedures done. Well, when you think about it, I guess it makes sense. You know, you've already got a tooth that's had some caries or a, a chip or damage of some sort, and then a restoration is placed into it. And those restorations, particularly if they're fillings you know, are just relying upon undercuts within the tooth. But that tooth probably, um, first of all, the filling is going to wear out at a certain point in time. And what you want to do if something's breaking down and starting to micro-leak, which can create decay, you want to find that out early in that process, not after there's all kinds of decay there or other issues that are going to be more difficult to work with and needing maybe root canals or you know, heaven forbid, an extraction. So um, that's the, the one of the joys of this is that we're picking up problems really early in the damage cycle, which allows us to come in with some preventive services. For instance, if you've got a, a patient that maybe doesn't have any restorations, but you're seeing really high damage scores, then you want to start looking at potential possibilities. You know that the tooth is being overloaded because it's got a high damage score. So you look at the tooth, doesn't have any restorations, but it looks like maybe there's some wear facets on it. So then you start thinking in terms of occlusal overload. So uh, it allows the dentist to look at the habit patterns. You know, you ask them, do you chew ice? Oh yeah, I chew ice. Oh, well, that's not a good idea. Let's stop chewing ice. (laughs) Do you chew gum? Oh yeah, I chew gum every day for hours. Uh, Guess what? That's not a good idea. It's overloading your teeth and it's going to create more cracks and fractures in your teeth. So you can have those basic conversations, you know, like, do you chew on pins? Well, that's probably not a good idea. (laughs) I'm looking at Rob. He's chewing on a pin. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to reach. Remember, I'm a CPA and Dr. Sheets, you know that. Um, but I do know that in talking to all the people I talk to, but the links between periodontal disease and heart disease and liver disease and all kinds of afflictions, can this product actually, I mean, do, can that help find some maybe other problems that a patient might have in their body or is it strictly limited to teeth? Well, um, I mean, teeth don't just sit there by themselves. Teeth are encompassed by the periodontal ligament, by bone. You know, it's it's the whole oral um, nathostomatic system. So, yes, if you've got other problems that are lowering your overall immunity or if you've got periodontal disease, which is going to be putting pathogens you know, into the bloodstream, you know, those are all things that we want to know. So uh, from a damage standpoint, we're more mechanical. But from the things that can cause damage, uh, there is that biological and mechanical combination. That's why it's bioengineering, basically. If that yes. is. Well, my audience knows anything over three syllables I can't really deal with. And you've said about 30 words that are about 10 <laughs> syllables, but I'm I, I'm, I'm going to let you go on this one. Was I talking um, talk? I apologize. <laughs> oh, no, that, that's okay, Sherilyn. Um, diagnosing and detecting tooth mobility. I think you mentioned that a little bit. That's also important in all of this, right? 
Yes, absolutely. If there's increased mobility uh, on a tooth, you want to know why, because that has to do with the attachment mechanism with the periodontal ligament and the bone. But if it's an implant and you're seeing increasing mobility, you know, you're losing osteointegration. Now, if you know that early on, you can unload it. You know, you can do an occlusal adjustments. You can do uh, night guards, you know, to protect patients when they're asleep. You can, you know, do all sorts of preventive things. And then if the prevention doesn't work, then you can go into the more therapeutic um, chan- you know, uh, options that you have. Restoring a tooth, uh, unloading an implant, allowing it to heal, taking sy- for implants, doing some systemic support, you know, like putting the patient on additional uh, micro minerals. There's the, it, it, the important thing I guess I want to get across is just that knowledge is always power. So this gives us a whole new area to have knowledge in that we can then as dentists make informed decisions uh, that are evidence-based as far as the structural strength of the site we're looking at. So uh, to my to my listeners, again, my podcasts are a call to action, and this is an opportunity, I believe, and I, that's the reason I brought it to my audience, uh, to help you in your dental practice. So Robert, I want to ask you a couple of questions. Number one, where are you guys with this? I mean, it, it, it's not available to the general dental public yet, but where are you as far as, I, I know you're working with the FDA. Where, where is the product? When would it be potentially available for dentists to uh, acquire and how, how would that work? Well, right now we're, we're shifting from research and development more towards field testing and data acquisition. Uh, because we use artificial intelligence, we need data. We gather data in, in, in different ways. One is actually through what's called finite element analysis modeling, which is a supercomputer model. But uh, and that's great for a number of different things. But uh, right now we're working with uh, with n- new practices that are doing field testing and data acquisition. We're also working on FDA approval. We've already got uh, FDA uh, approval for the research version. We'll soon get it for uh, the the launch version called the interview. Uh, and then ultimately we're working on our de novo right now uh, that we're going to be submitting very soon. Uh, and it won't take long until we have uh, uh, a, a approval for uh, uh, the detection of, of of damage, cracks. Really, uh, the FDA likes to be more specific. So in this case, we can't use a catch-all phrase. It's really cracks. Um, and and what we'll be able to do with this, at least in the beginning, is be able to to see that or or detect that there's a probability of the existence of a crack and the severity of that crack as well. Um, and I think that what will happen long-term is we our plan is to use artificial intelligence and use that section of the uh, FDA to continuously self-certify and uh, widen the diagnostic capabilities of the technology. Uh, so with additional data, with finite element analysis, supercomputer modeling, um, and, you know, with the, uh, you know, continued um, enhancements to the algorithms as well as you know the, the technology, we're going to be able to identify more and more. We're already on the verge of being able to, uh, and we're, we're not going to be able to get FDA approval for this right away just because we can only get so much uh, at a time, but uh, we're, we're on the verge of, uh, we believe, getting vertical cracks as well as uh, cuspal cracks. But we'll ultimately, uh, it, it's, it's exciting to think about what we're going to be able to long-term 
uh, be able to identify. So, so Robert, and we've talked about this, the three of us have talked about the fact that you guys are in the process of having, uh, you know, doing a bunch more clinical trials. That's right. Correct. So one of the things, and one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on is to introduce this to my audience. And I guess there's an opportunity for dentists out there to participate in these trials and maybe learn more about this. How would that work? And if there's information you want to give out, uh, I feel free because I, I just think this is absolutely fantastic. And again, I I believe so much in in Robert and Dr. Sheets that I just think that I would love um, dentists to take a look and, and, and help them get this to market because I think it's going to revolutionize the profession. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Art. Um, the the thing that we, we'd like to do is before we bring people on board to do field testing or data acquisition for us, uh, we, we'd like them to learn more about the technology itself. And so we, we do have uh, various seminars that we hold from time to time to do exactly that. Uh, because before you, you commit to something, you should know what you're getting into. Uh, now, you know, it's taken a lot of time. It's taken a lot of technology and a lot of research and development to take a very sophisticated technology, believe it or not. Uh, with multiple disciplines and make it simple to use. But even though it's simple, we still need to get this thing off the ground. We need to resolve a, a number of different, you know, potential issues that we're, you know, we're always uh, looking at. Uh, and so uh, we, we have a a, uh, a couple of uh, uh, seminars that are coming up within the next uh, uh, week or two uh, that we're we're going to announce shortly. Uh, and if you want to get in touch with us to sign up for those seminars, we're only going to take about 20, 25 people per seminar because we do like to feature a very robust question and answer Q&A session, uh, session on each one of them. Because there are a number of good questions that get asked and, and, and need to be answered. Uh, and people do have questions when they're getting involved in something. So if you want to get in touch with us, please do. Um, I can give you my uh, my uh, email address or my cell phone. You can text me or, or email me. Uh, is that okay, Art? To yeah, yeah right? that's exactly what I want you to do. And also, um, I'll make sure uh, that when we when we put this out in social media for the podcast and through iBailey, that that's a, that's in there too. But go ahead. Yes, uh, if 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 you are interested in attending one of these um, webinars to learn more about uh, interview Robert, what what's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, and again, they're they're limited, so you know it's on a first first come first serve basis. But uh, get. Try my my email. Well, let me give you my text message. My text, uh, uh, my my cell phone first, which is area code three one zero seven six six four five one nine. Area code three one zero seven six six four five one nine. Or uh, just email me at r Heyman, r is in Robert Heyman, H A Y M A N at perimetrics AI. That's P E R I M E T. R-I-C-S dot A-I as in artificial intelligence. And, and if you have any trouble, I give my, you guys have my email and my number, just get a hold of me and I'll get the information to Robert if for some reason you have trouble uh, connecting. Now, the, the thing that, that, that I care about, I'm not that I don't care about this, this is fabulous and fascinating to me, is I'm a numbers guy, Robert, and, and you're a numbers guy. Um, how do we make, how do dentists, if they, you know, ultimately this is going to come to market, right? I mean, this product will come to market and, um, it, it, I, tell me how we can make more money as a dental, as a dentist. How, do we diagnose more procedures 
how does that work? Give us some idea of what, if a dentist does uh, put this into um, operation in their practice, how do they make more money in their practice, grow their revenues? That's what I'm always looking for. Clinicians are identify uh, are able to identify issues long before they, they get to a catastrophic phase. So for the first time ever, we're able to essentially uh, identify when we're going to intervene. Uh, and, and it's really a collaboration between the patient and the clinician. With that, uh, you know, there, there are a number of procedures, again, walking out the door that, that will ultimately become catastrophic if they're not dealt with right now, and they should be dealt with. Some are preventive, such as uh, clusal equilibrations and, and mouth guards, and others are just restorative procedures that need to be taken care of. It may be a restore, restoration that's existing that needs to be uh, replaced, or maybe a crack that needs to be, have a crown or another procedure on it so that it doesn't get to, to a catastrophic phase. So, you know, and typically we take a look at, you know, different levels of, of dentists. And let's just say we get a growing practice. It's a young practice. Uh, for the cost of, say, $1,500, they can acquire the system. Uh, that would be, uh, you know, one handpiece, let's say, uh, some tips and also uh, a base station for every operatory. And probably over a space of a, a, about a year, they should be able to generate between seventy-five dollars and $90,000, $100,000 worth of additional revenue that, that, that year. So the payback on this is really quick. And a practice that is, say, uh, uh, you know, growing still, but uh, uh, has been around for a few years, uh, the, the cost of this will probably be, uh, you know, anywhere between two dollars and $3,000 because they'll have a few hand pieces, base stations, again, in every operatory. And, you know, they could do anywhere between $150,000 and $175,000 a year if they're using this correctly and if they're trained properly. And it's not a, a huge amount of training, by the way, uh, but there is some training involved. Uh, and then a, a top-notch practice that has really uh, uh, been around for a while uh, and, and really uh, knows their stuff. Uh, again, the cost there, they're going to have more operatories typically. Uh, it'll be three to $5,000 there. It would be the investment in the capital equipment for for this, which again is very very mild. Uh, but the the return, the the new revenues generated for this would probably be in the range of between three hundred fifty and uh, three hundred seventy five thousand dollars a year. And we have numbers that back all this up. The assumptions that we've made. It sounds you know like a big number, and it is a big number. But again, uh, when you realize what this technology does, the ability to have a health history on every single tooth in, in the oral cavity and, and choose when you're going to intervene because you can see the trend lines of each tooth, run um, exceptions analysis uh, and, and flag issues before they, they get to a catastrophic phase, head them off at the pass, so to speak, uh, is huge. And this is a big part of it. Well, and, and, and folks, this is why I brought Robert and Dr. Sheets onto this podcast, because when I saw this technology and I learned about it, and I've seen lots of technologies. I mean, I talk to dentists and I talk to dental companies all the time. When I saw this, it's just makes so much sense. And I really wanted you to know about it. Uh, let's get a little more into some of the other questions I have. So um, this product, this inter interview integrates with practice management software like Dentrix and Eaglesoft. Sherilyn, how does that work? Well, um, we'll be having uh, bridges ultimately, you know, to the different software companies. Uh, Robert's already talked with uh, most all of the major companies. Um, they were interested, you know, in having this uh, once we bring this to market. Uh, but right now I've got it, you know, on each of my computers and 
I just bring it up so that the patient can see it on the computer and I can explain everything uh, on that. So we have it so that it can be used independently um, and all of our information goes up to the cloud, you know, so that we can have um, constant um, reinforcement and, and data acquisition that's going on. But eventually, you know, we'll be able to access this through all of the practice management systems. Yeah, okay. that's perfect, Sean. In fact, it won't only bridge, it will integrate with all the majors and even uh, the second tier companies as well. They've all uh, expressed a strong desire uh, to to work with us. Yeah, because you, you've been talking to lots of people in the dental world. And what's the What's the reaction been to interview? What what I mean, you you you've shown them what you're doing. What are you hearing from the 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 people in dentistry? Well, when I lecture, I mean, Robert can talk about the manufacturers. Uh, when I lecture to dentists, um, always the first question when I finish is, "When can I have one of these? When can I buy it?" So, which of course is wonderful for us to hear. And Robert, you give them the manufacturer's side. Yeah, we speak with a number of of you know, executives in the in in the dental space, uh, in which I've been involved with for for decades at this point. Every one of them is uh, keyed in on this. Every one of them who we speak to, and we have them sign NDAs beforehand because there's a lot of sensitive uh, and really groundbreaking information that we're working on. Uh, but every single one of them are, are interested in, in working with us. Uh, identifying new executive leadership for the company because we will be running a pilot probably in the you know fourth quarter of this year uh, in uh, one of the regions uh, is is really been one of the easiest things and a very uh, very gratifying to, to to see and then when it comes to speaking to key opinion leaders uh, thought leaders in the industry. Uh, once again, uh, every single one of them has a, a a strong interest and a fascination with what we're doing because, really, for the first time ever, this is probably uh, easily uh, dentistry's uh, number one unmet diagnostic need, and maybe number one diagnostic period uh, once the need is met. So uh, it, it will potentially change the way dentistry is being done and make it better for everybody patients, uh, clinicians, everyone. I would hope you can also get this into the dental school so that the young people that are starting their careers could learn how to use this technology too. I'm sure that's in the works. Just a couple more things I want to touch on and then we can we can wrap this up. Um, implants. Sherilyn, you touched on how, how does this work um, in helping dentists with implants? Well, um, currently the state of the art is to tap an implant, you know, just turn your mouth mirror over, tap on the implant, listen to the auditory sound, and then determine whether this is a healthy implant or not. And take an x-ray and, you know, probe around it. But really, uh, we depend a lot upon this auditory sound, which is very qualitative. And so uh, when we can put a abutment on it and tap it, we get an actual true representation of what happens and how that implant responds. And the more bone that's on it, the more you're going to get close to the perfect curve. And the less bone that's on, or if you've got bone voids on it, or it just didn't integrate, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. So that's that's one thing. But what's really unique about our system 
is that the one system or two systems that are on the market pretty much keep it limited to just that surgical placement and before you put you know all of the things on top, the abutment and the crown. But with our system, because we can test teeth also, you can test the implant not only at the point when it's delivered, but you can test it throughout its lifetime, just like you can a tooth. So we actually get these trend reports. And that's one of the reasons that Robert and I are so excited about this being a part of the hygiene program. So the hygienists, you know, have the responsibility for the education and the wellness, you know, of a patient for most of the practices, you know, that they're in. And they'll do a screening probing at least on every single patient, you know, before they start doing their hygiene. And that's wonderful, you know, for the periodontal uh, health. But with this test, because we've got it down now to where it doesn't take very long at all, they can also be the uh, proponent for the structural wellness of the teeth uh, and then provide this um, reading, which then every time we have patients, every time they come in for their three-month cleaning, because uh, most of our practice is on every three months, uh, they get an interview test and we're developing these trend lines. And already I've seen uh, some really dramatic things that I didn't expect to see. For instance, you'll have a, um, a reading on a tooth at one point, let's say that it's 40 and three months later you test it again and it's up to 70. And when that happens, you go, okay, what just happened here? And oftentimes it's just a crown that's on it and it's losing cement seal and it's getting ready to come off. Now, it's much better to be able to tell your patient, this is really trending up. I think we have a problem here. And they're alerted rather than to have them come in, get their teeth cleaned and then leave. And a week later, their crown falls off and they're going, why couldn't you see this when I was there? Well, that's the point. We couldn't see it because it's mechanical. and we always say that, you know, this test allows us to see what can't be visually seen by the, me the mechanics of the way it tests. I, I mean, you, 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 what you're saying is every single time I was going to ask you how hygienists would work with this, but you, you answered that is, is so er like, you know, people, the, the hygienists and assistants will probe maybe once a year. You're saying in this situation, the hygienist will do this test. I mean, for either three, four or six month recall, Every time the patient comes in? Yes. Because it only takes three or four minutes, you said, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. So whatever their recall time period is, that's when they also get checked. Because we're already just, we only started this um, version, you know, that we're field testing now, um, you know, less than a year ago. I mean, we've been using it for research, but now I've totally integrated it into the office. So every single examination I do, the patient gets interviewed. Every time I'm doing restorative work, we take an interview reading on it before I start disassembling the tooth, you know, taking off the crown, the fillings, whatever it is, because it gives me some pre-knowledge of what I'm gonna find when I go in there. So if I see a really high reading, my radar is already up to look for microleakage, cracks, you know, anything that's uh, destructive in there. And then um, the other aspect of this is the hygiene monitoring program. We call it a wellness program in order to make sure that structurally, you know, these teeth and implants are well. And if not, we want to know about it in advance and let our patient know about it. And doctors, the whole key that we've talked about on this podcast for three and a half years is you building trust with your patients. I mean, what what a cool thing. And again, I, I'm, I, 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 
I just believe that after after seeing this technology, this is like the first technology I've seen that I just kind of did somersaults over. Um, and 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 how cool is it to be able to see, you know, Mrs. Smith? Uh, you know, we, we've been we've been monitoring this tooth now for a year. We, you know, a year ago we didn't think it was a big problem, but it's trending in the wrong direction. Exactly. So now we need to do something. But it, it's ultimately, Sherilyn, it's the dentist's decision what to do with this information, right? Of course, just like taking an X-ray, and the dentist looks at the X-ray and decides what to do, given the information that they have from it. And this is the same thing. It's an aid to diagnosis. It gives you information you've never had before. Now you've had you've had the you've been using this in 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 your practice uh, with Doctor Doctor Paquette Doctor Wu as well as with um, in other practices. What what are you hearing about how the patients like this? How are they reacting to this new technology? Well, it's really been fun because in our practice we've had you know the research version for over ten years. But now that they see the interview, which, you know, looks like an Apple product, you know, it's white. It does. All these fun things. And they just go, oh, my gosh, this looks so great. You know, oh, this is advanced. This is wonderful. And and I had a patient just today who said it's so wonderful to be a part of something that you feel is going to help, you know, other people and help science. And and they get very caught up in what their own readings are. And when they have. Um, you know, a occlusal adjustment or they have a splint or they have a crown placed and then we test it afterwards and they can see the improvement in it. You know, they get they get very excited about it. So I, I've been pleased because at first we thought, oh, you know, they may not like this or they may think that it's, um, you know, it's too complicated for them to understand or anything. That's just not the case at all. It's been really easy for them. And they the, the even the graphs are easy because bell-shaped curve, good. Not bell-shaped curve, bad. And the yeah, word exactly. Even, so, so even, even CPA art understands that. I mean, there you go. But um, and, and you guys have are going to have some training that goes along to teach the doctors how to use uh, interview and and how best to get the uh, get the best patient experience. Absolutely, it's like anything else. If you know, if you know what you're doing and you're trained, your confidence is going to come across. The patient's going to feel comfortable with it, uh, and you're going to get. Uh, a much better response. So it doesn't take long, you know, to get your training, but like anything, you know, you want to be handling, you want to be taking the x-ray right at the right angle. You want to be applying the interview at the right angle to the tooth and understanding, you know, the basic interpretation of it. And and the last thing we'll touch on is um, we have lots and lots of specialists that listen to our podcast. Um, How would specialists as opposed to general dentists be using this product? Well, really, for all of us, no matter what we're doing, uh, you want to know if your foundation is structurally strong. So if you're an endodontist, you're going to want to know whether that uh, tooth has got cracks in it. You know, is it weak or strong? If you're periodontist, you know, the bone support is going to provide either more strength and less mobility or it's going to be worse. And uh, certainly pros is just kind of like super dentist. You know, so you have to have all of these things. Uh, and I, I mean, I can't think of a specialty in dentistry other than maybe anesthesia you know, that isn't going to benefit uh, from this. Orthodontists, you know, we uh, talk about how an ankylosed tooth, you know, is is really a problem if you don't know it ahead of time. And this way you can uh, be able to identify those problems. And for me, I had a little Invisalign done 
I looked right after it was completed and I thought, oh my gosh, all my teeth are going to fall out because there was so much mobility and so many destructive grafts. But by the time the bone has, has reformed around those teeth and everything is in a stable position, you see those grafts improving. And so for an orthodontist, I think it will help them understand that not everybody heals at the same rate. And some people are going to need to be retained much longer than others, you know, who form really tight bone apposition around, you know, the moved tooth. Well, so. I'm, I'm very excited for you guys and what you're bringing uh, to the profession. Cheryl, and I want to thank you for everything that you, both of you, what you've both done for this profession. Uh, Robert, with your amazing company, Discus Dental, and and all the thousands and thousands of dentists, not only in the United States, but all over the world that you've helped. And, and, and Cheryl, and just for your, your faith and trust in me over 38 years and your friendship and your husband. And I remember when um, your daughter, Melissa, was four years old and I was playing hide and go seek in my conference room around the table. And now she's a, uh, she's a little older than that and a very successful businesswoman in her own right. And, and it's just been an honor and a privilege to know you. And again, you, you've taught me about giving, giving back. I mean, you will never meet two more charitable people. I, I don't mean to speak. I don't know you as well, Robert, as I know Sherilyn, but I don't know any two people that are more charitable than Sherilyn Sheets and her husband, Mark Moment. It's just, it's just an honor and a privilege to know you. Um, one more, one more time, Robert, why don't you uh, talk about, there's some ways that people can learn about this. And then uh, if you guys will stay with me as I take the podcast out, that would be great. So Robert, you're looking for, you're going to be doing some webinars here. We're going to be this is going to go up on the internet on April the 27th. So I don't know when your webinars are, but if you want to give out the information and how people can find out about it or find out about participating in these trials or what, whatever it's going to be to help here, go go right ahead. Yeah, in, in May, we're going to offer uh, a couple of seminars, uh, webinars essentially uh, via Zoom uh, that will essentially be regarding the technology and the system, how it's used. Uh, and really get into a little bit of detail in terms of what needs to happen. Uh, and those who are attending this are also uh, going to be able to um, register when the time comes to be field testing offices, as well as uh, data acquisition offices. And then down the road, uh, you know, obviously we're very well connected in terms of uh, information technology, the internet, uh, and what the technology does, uh, we, you can imagine that there are a number of implant companies, composite companies, uh, you know, restorative companies, associations, where it's the AAED, the ADA, you know, and whatnot, that, that are very interested in running various clinical studies or tests. We have the ability to ultimately run what could be the largest real-time clinical studies that the industry's ever seen. Uh, and we can provide outcomes assessments for the associations as well as clinical studies for, you know, all the various uh, uh, companies that are out there. So there will be a number of clinicians that will be interested in participating in that as well. Uh, but again, we have the uh, uh, two seminars that will be scheduled for uh, May. We, we don't have them quite scheduled yet. We're working on times. Uh, we're starting to get into vacation season there with various people. Um, and we should have those up and uh, on the uh, on your on your website at that time or on our website as well and, and they're limited time. to only 20 to 25 yeah. people typically so um that's where and, we're at and one more time robert what's what's your email address uh 
Or, or did you give out a phone number before or just an email? Yeah, address? my mobile number is area code 310-766-4519. And my email address is R as in Robert Heyman, H-A-Y-M-A-N at perimetrics.ai. That's P-E-R-I-M-E-T-R-I-C-S dot A-I as in artificial intelligence. Well, guys, this has been fascinating. I, I am, uh, I'm, a, I'm a numbers guy. I'm not a science guy. I barely passed my science classes in high school and college, but I did. So uh, you have done a great job of explaining this. And I think uh, I, I'm just, again, I don't uh, bring bring products to my podcast, just uh, Helter Skelter. I believe in, in what these two guys are doing. And I think it's going to become the standard of care. And I wanted my audience to hear about it. So, guys, again, stay with me just for a minute as I take uh, podcasts out with a couple of announcements. Um, again, thank you for the honor and privilege of your time and listening. We've got some great stuff coming up in the future. Make sure you go to Decisions and Dentistry's um, uh, website, www.decisionsanddentistry.com for great clinical content, uh, a who's who of clinical uh, writers and uh, authors. Uh, as well as uh, 140 continuing education classes that you can get for a very reasonable price. Uh, if you're looking for uh, a dental CPA, and this is all we do, folks, um, give me a call at 657-279-3243 or A. Wiederman, W-I-E-D-E-R-M-A-N at Ide Bailey. That's E-I-D-E-B-A-I-L-L-Y.com. Also, if any of you are going to be at the National Academy of General Dentistry meeting in Orlando at the end of July, I will be giving a full day program on numbers of a dental practice and financial planning. So I would love if some of my podcast listeners were to come up and say hi. Uh, the, I will be speaking on uh, July the 28th. Um, so if you're going to be in Orlando in July, um, make sure that you are prepared to sweat. But it's... Uh, uh, I've talked to the folks at the AGD, and it's going to be an absolutely fantastic meeting. Well, with that, folks, thank you again. Please tell your friends about our podcast. We've got thousands of people that listen. Uh, this one will come out on April the 27th, and I'm excited to get more of this information out to you. And uh, with that uh, with that said, uh, I am Art Wiederman, Dental Division Director of the CPA firm of Ide Bailey. Uh, signing off for the Art of Dental Finance and Management with Art Wiederman CPA. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Art of Dental Finance and Management podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. The Art of Dental Finance and Management podcast is produced by Ide Bailey in partnership with Art Wiederman, CPA, Decisions in Dentistry Magazine, and the Academy of Dental CPAs. For audience questions and feedback, email Art Wiederman, awiederman at idebailey.com. That's A-W-I-E-D-E-R-M-A-N at E-I-D-E-B-A-I-L-L-Y.com. Or you may call Art at 657-279-3243.